Hudson, where are we going for your birthday slash fall break? The Cardinals game. Woo! <laughs> where are they playing? St. Louis. Yes. Okay, so this morning to kick things off, I have a fun game of Would You Rather? And we all know by now how much Ben loves when I just throw questions at him that he doesn't know. We'll see if Hudson does as well. Okay, so Hudson, you're going to answer first, and then I'm going to ask Dad. This is a game of Would You Rather? So first question, if you had the option to, which you don't, but if you had the option to meet either Paul Goldschmidt or... Adam Wainwright, who would you pick? Goldie. Goldie, okay. We know uh, both. <laughs> no, you have to pick one. That's how the game works. Uh, I don't know. I like them both. Okay, but you think you'd go with Goldie? Yeah. Okay. Ben? Wainwright. Yeah. Okay. What we know. What positions do they both play? Pitcher and first base. Okay. All right. Okay. We're going to pull Jordan in on this one. So Hudson's going to answer first, then Dad, then Jordan. Um, if you have the choice at the game to eat a hamburger or a hot dog, what are you going to pick? Hot dog. Benny? Cotton candy. That's not at your... Yeah, same, same, same. Hot and, dog. And, and ice cream. Hot dog or hamburger? One of each. you got to pick which one. <sighs> hamburger. Okay, Jordan? Hot dog or hamburger at the game? Hamburger. Okay. What are you going to put on yours? Mustard or ketchup? Um, mustard. Mom, okay, okay. Mom yeah. I'm going to put um, ketchup. I'm going to put mustard and pickles. Okay. Got it. So here's a question. Choice between what seats you get. For example, you could either have amazing seats right behind the Cardinals dugout but you don't meet anybody, you don't catch anything, you're just sitting, amazing seats right behind the dugout. Or you could be way out in outfield, but you catch a home run ball. Which would you pick? But do I get an autograph? You just, you catch the ball. So you either have amazing seats, no ball, or you're out in the field, but you get to catch a home run ball. Which would you pick? Mm, good you pick good seats? Okay. What about you, Ben? Who's going to hit the home run? Albert. Oh, I'll, yeah, I I'll take, Albert. I'll I take the ball Albert. then. <laughs> no question. No question. Okay. All righty. Okay. So that brings me to my next question. Speaking of Albert, if you could get an autograph from either Albert Pujols or Yadi Molina, who would you pick? Albert. Albert. Yeah, I agree. Albert. Okay. All righty. Um, Hudson, what, what position does Albert play? Uh, he used to play first base, but he pretty much now only DHs. What does that mean? What's a DH mean? Only hits. Okay. What does it stand for? Designated hitter. Okay, got it. And what does Yachty play? Catcher. And they're both two of your favorite players, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Um, okay. Here's a good one. Jordan will come in for this one. Okay. You have the choice of eating popcorn throughout the game or peanuts. Which one are you going to pick? The kind, you know, like the peanuts that you crack and throw the stuff all over. Yeah. Peanuts. <laughs> peanuts for yeah. Probably peanuts, too. Jordan, popcorn or peanuts? Peanuts. <laughs> okay. All righty. <laughs> Okay, here's another one. It's a close game. Say, like, seventh inning, it's tied. You have the choice to leave early 
and avoid all the traffic because pretend like we're driving from the game right then. So you leave early, miss all the traffic, but you don't see the final two innings or you stay, watch the rest of the game, but you sit in traffic for a long time. Which do you pick? Hudson's got a bad experience with this. From the, we went to the Kansas City Chiefs playoff game last year. Was it last year? Yeah. And we sat in the parking lot for two hours getting out, and it was rough. But <laughs> we had to stay. I mean, it, it was an unfortunate event that the Chiefs game. lost. Right. If it, it, a, if it was the Cardinals play, uh, well, I probably, I just, I would probably pick leave early, and then I could just, then I would probably just. Well, no, I want to stay. Stay. I agree. Okay. I agree. Stay. stay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, okay. Would you rather get a picture with your favorite player or their autograph? You have to pick one. It can't be both. Would you rather have a picture with them or an autograph? An autograph. Picture. Okay. All right. Um, okay. This last question. Because you'd always buy an autograph. True. You can buy but, an but, autograph but, every day. But, it, but um... But it's more cool. It's more cool. <laughs> cool. Okay, okay Hudson, this is a question. Oh, if you were going to get an autograph, I know a ball is the most likely, but say you could get an autograph on their jersey or a bat. I would re- most like to get it on a ball. You'd rather get it on a ball than like a baseball bat or a jersey? Um, I would rather get it on the bat. On the bat, okay. All right. Okay, this last question is for Jordan. You ready? Ready. Okay. Say you're at the baseball stadium and you could pick if you could either get a Coke or a Pepsi. Which one would you pick? Pepsi. (laughs) (laughs) Would you get a little Pepsi or a big Pepsi? Little Pepsi. A little one. Okay. I think you'd probably rather get a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. You guys did amazing with the would you rather. Hudson, when is your birthday? October 2nd. It is coming up soon. We're going to that Friday. I think it's like the last September in Friday. Who are they? Who are the Cardinals playing? Who are they playing? Is it the, the Pirates? Pi- yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. They yeah. should beat the Pirates. We hope so, but, but who that knows? Means they probably lose then if they should. Hey, we got to have faith. We got to have faith, right? So anyway, we're excited, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. We're also taking a friend. You can tell everybody who you who you taking. Wilkes. You're taking your your friend Wilkes with us. Yep. Yeah. Jordan, are you excited about going on the trip? Yes. We're gonna have fun, aren't we? Yes. You like you like it that Wilkes is going too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Will we stop and eat a lot along the way? Yes. That's all. <laughs> that always makes it fun. What what are you gonna get to eat along the way? Um, fish fries. Oh, that sounds delicious. All right. Tell everybody one more time. What do you have say? Have a good day, guys. Good morning. Thank you guys for joining. I am Jackie and I am so excited. I have a special guest today who happens to be one of my very best friends. She is a fellow autism mom. She lives in the great state of North Dakota. So please help me welcome Janice Kern. Hey, Janice. Hey, good morning. I'm so happy to be here. I am so excited for you to be here. And today we are going to be talking all about community building a community and how we've done that for Jordan and her son, Charlie. But first, I want to start out with Janice was probably, Ben and I talked about the church shop idea, and I think Janice was the very first person I called and said, hey, 
I have this idea. I need you to be completely honest. And in our friendship, we usually tell each other if we want brutal honesty or if we just want moral support. So I told you I want, you know, I've got this crazy idea. What do you think? What did you think at the time? I knew you had a lot of friends. Everyone loved you. I knew that people would buy a shirt just to be being kind, which is kind of <laughs> ironic. Um, I knew I would buy six shirts for my own family and I knew your mother would buy a shirt. So I just thought, well, you know, I, I think you're going to be fine. And as far as a goal goes for, I knew you well enough. I, I thought, that's a really low goal. <laughs> I thought you would probably reach it without any trouble. Yes. Okay. So now fast forward, you have been along the journey beside me this whole time. Like, what do you think now? Uh, people like their some people, most people would like their summer to be longer. <laughs> and you have, this is the longest summer project in the history of summer projects. <gasps> And I, I remember saying, you know, I thought I thought you were just going to sell. And I forget, is it 20 or 40? 40 was my original goal, because okay. that's the minimum the printer said he would print for me because of all the colors <laughs> on the shirt. Way to aim low. Yes. How low can I make this go? Yes. And I remember asking you, I thought I thought you were just going to sell 40. Well, they keep coming. They keep. <laughs> yes. And you're often out and about and see people wearing our shirts, right? Off all the time. I don't go to a committee meeting in town. I don't go to the school. I work in a dental office. I, I don't go anywhere without seeing a shirt. Yes. Uh, at least. <sighs> Oh, several times a week. I don't know that I could say daily because th there are days yeah. when I you know, am not that out or about, <laughs> but all the time. Uh, I, uh, last night, someone walked into a meeting and they had a Be Kind to Everyone shirt on, um, and which I love. I That's love amazing. it. I'm a dental hygienist and I really love it when people come to get their teeth clean and they're wearing a Be Kind to Everyone. <laughs> well, that is amazing. And I think our presence there is heavily thanks to the Kern family. So thank you. <laughs> okay, let's dive in a little bit. Tell me a little bit about Charlie. Uh, Charlie was diagnosed with autism when he was two, which is, you know, the reason you and I are connected at all is because of autism. So a lot of good things have come out of this diagnosis. It's a hard one to, to get. Uh, at the time, I didn't know anything about autism. So we took him for a second, third opinion. I, I really wanted him to be deaf. We right. had, I, and I know that's something odd to want to wish on a child, but we had neighbors and they had this amazing, their son was amazing. He also was deaf. And so I felt like I would have hope right next door. So yeah. that was something that I, I felt I could I could do. I just knew nothing about autism. At the time Charlie was diagnosed, this criteria has changed. But at that time, you needed like six signs uh, and symptoms of a possible 13 to obtain mm -hmm. a diagnosis. And at that time, he had 11. Wow. So there really was no question. And he eventually exhibited a 12. Um, so it was very clear that this is what we were dealing with. And a lot of the things we would say about Charlie, you would probably say about Jordan. Mm -hmm. Although I remember over the years talking to you about Jordan. Uh, do you remember this about 
her strengths were not Charlie's strengths oh. and vice versa. And, you know, they, they collectively, they had all the strengths and skills. <laughs> we actually joked one time, if we could put them both together and combine them, oh my goodness. Because, grad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So how old is Charlie now? He is 20. Okay. Um, he, he doesn't like being that age. He will tell you, but I'm still, I'm still a teenager. He knows being adult, being an adult is a big deal. And he's, he knows he's not quite ready for the whole wide world on his own. And I like that he, in his words is on, he's honest about that. And explains that in his way. Yes. Uh, but he is uh, a college student. He, we found a program even in North Dakota <laughs> uh, for students with disabilities. And he interviewed for this program. We interviewed for this program with him and he was a really good fit. It's a big reach. I'm, I would never lie about that. It's, it's a big reach. It's maybe too big a reach. Sometimes it's cha very challenging. But we've learned a lot about Charlie because of this program. Um, letting him reach a little bit has been a, a really good thing. So I know the answer to this, but I want our followers to know. Is he living at home to go to this college program? It's three hours away. And he lives in a dorm with a bunch of college freshmen and sophomores. He has his own dorm room, checks his own mail. I think that is the part that he loves the most. Yes. I mean, to be honest, I would love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to really share how significant that is, can you think of a story or something when he was younger that really kind of wraps up a, a low point or a struggle, like to kind of give significance to where he is today versus one of your Harder oh, times. Yes. Um, I mean, there are probably a thousand of those <laughs> examples. Yes. We live in a small town, uh, have a little neighborhood on the edge of town. And I never let Charlie out of my sight. He was a wanderer when he was little. And I learned that if I just started yelling his name, neighbors would start to notice and they would come out and help me find him. And one time I, we couldn't find him anywhere and we would go one direction. And it occurred to me, if I go this direction and I don't find him by now, if he's gone yeah. the other direction, I've really lost some ground here. And I looked down the street and I could see these two people walking and they had, they were holding hands with this little boy. It was really far away and it caught my attention, but I thought, you know, it wasn't Charlie. Well, after I had looked a little bit longer, I thought maybe that was him. And so, and it was so far away. So I walked down the sidewalk and I, it, and I realized it was him. And when I got to this couple, they said, he wouldn't tell us his name. We kept asking and he wouldn't tell us his name. And I thought, oh my gosh, he cannot, he doesn't answer to his name, which is why we would lose him like that in the first place, because he wouldn't come to us and he wasn't able to tell people his name. Mm. So that was one of the first things we really, it was very important that he learned to come to us when we called him. Um, so, and that happened a few tragic, you know, near tragic situations like that. 
So yeah. And I think for listeners that aren't directly connected to autism, it is hard to understand a child that wanders and it's hard to say, well, I mean, wouldn't you just lock the door or wouldn't you just, you know, pay more attention? I've done a post on this. Imagine literally there's because there's families that have 20 year olds that are still experiencing that. Yes. Imagine carrying groceries into your car and having to shut deadbolt a lock between each load because the kid could get out and bolt. Imagine going to sleep at night and thinking, what if my child wakes up and escapes? That's what many parents live with and the fear 24 hours a day, every day for their child's life. And I, I just can't ever stress that enough that imagine every turn you take in your house, did I lock that window? Did I lock that door? Then the kids get older and they learn to unlock it. I mean, there are families that live this way for so many, for forever. And I just, I can't imagine that. Yeah, I can't either, even even though I lived it for a while. It, yes. It's hard to imagine. Yes. So anyway, I just wanted to put that significance of how he's doing today versus when he was younger, because I think so many of our followers are parents. And um, I love them being able to hear our stories, or we have a lot of teachers following, that gives hope when you're down in that dark place, those trenches, that light, that hope to follow. So um, I thank you for sharing that. So tell us a little bit, Charlie is not your only child. This podcast is going to be also about building community. And I think your whole family has been great at that. Tell us about the rest of your family. So uh, I'm married to Joe and our favorite thing to be is parents to our four boys. It's, it's what we love the most. And this is my biggest flex. So I'm glad you asked about it. (laughs) So when the youngest was born, we took him to the first day of kindergarten for the oldest for show and tell. So the four boys are within five years of each other. So we went through some years of two cribs, a lot of diapers, uh, all it's it's uh yeah, like I said, it's yes. fun to met, throw that out there because it usually gets eyebrows to raise. That is a lot. Where is Charlie in your lineup? He's second. Okay. Okay. So right now they are 22, 20, 19, and 17. Okay. And so not only did you have five kids, I'm mean, four kids under the age of five. I mean, that in itself is a lot. Then you throw one in there that had fairly significant autism. Like that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I don't know what I don't know what I was thinking. I must not have been. <laughs> and so you mentioned your husband Joe. He is also he's a dentist, correct? So you guys have your own business. Yes. That's how you all met, correct? Yes, we did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would he came to this dental office, dental clinic on an Indian reservation in North Dakota. He thought, oh, I'm going to have this adventure and go to North Dakota. Do people really live there? (laughs) And yeah, that's where we met. That's good. Um, And speaking of this, I want to eventually do a podcast with you specifically on dental stuff as well, but that'll be for another day. So I'll, I'll leave that there. So what brought this idea for this podcast about is someone sent me a message and I had shared different pictures of Jordan with people. And she said, 
how did you find such a supportive community for her? And it really touched me when she asked me that. And, but I got thinking about it and I was like, I didn't necessarily find the community. I learned how to seek out good people because good people then can create your community. If I can find good people and get them around Jordan, you know, they're going to be loving and accepting. And I feel like you've had a very similar experience with Charlie. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yes. We, we don't have everything in our small town where we live, but we've got people that's we have found a lot of diamonds out here. Yes. One of the biggest things that we've found was helpful was to start with our own family and our own. It's a bonus for Charlie that he has these three brothers. They turned out to be kind of little therapists when they were younger. And if we couldn't teach them to be inclusive of Charlie, we wouldn't be able to teach anyone to be inclusive of Charlie. So we we started with them and ourselves you know we i still learn from families that when they're eating their their child with significant needs and struggles they're eating in the dining room while the rest of the family is eating in the kitchen or you know something like that and so for a lot of families i think that is a good place to start in your own, in your own home uh no matter what you're doing to include your child in in chores and events um so that's where that's where we started. And and it really it made a big difference. I 100 percent agree. And this is something you and I have talked about a lot in the realm of making friends. So and, and just again, that socialness, that connectivity. So we did the same thing. We had to teach Jordan how to enjoy things, because if she doesn't enjoy anything, if she doesn't enjoy anything, it's going to be hard to ever get her out and social and in that community. And for us, food is a large part of that, really in just society in general. Food is at every social gathering, you know. But for Jordan, learning to sit at the table to eat, it, it maybe seems like, why is that worth the battle? Because when you have your child younger, you're in the trenches and you're you're trying to, you know, pick your battles. You're like, okay, does it really matter if they sit at the table versus running around or, but that one simple skill can lead to so much. The lunchroom cafeteria with a friend. If your child can't sit at a table and eat, how is a peer going to sit at lunch with them? If you're going to go out with another family at a restaurant. You don't want to pick the restaurant as the place to start to learn how to sit down. And I think you and I have talked about those things a lot. You, you know, family meals are a great way to start it because they need to learn at home first. Yes. We also knew that we wanted them to be together and we wanted to celebrate our other kids' milestones um, as they came about. And we could see, well, our oldest son is going to be in a piano recital. I don't want Charlie's first piano recital to be the one that we all really want to sit at and enjoy. I want to be able to go to all of my other kids' graduations, and I want Charlie to be able to come with us. And 
weddings and family events. And it kind of hit me like, well, I want to be able to go to all of these things. And I want us all to be able to go to these things. So we started going, we, making a big effort to be able to go to church successfully. And that, and we built from there and church was really a good thing because it happened. It's consistent. It's always on Sunday or whatever day, mm -hmm. you know, that could be any day for people, but it was always on Sunday. It was at the same time. It was very predictable. There's a schedule. Yeah. There's always a bulletin that you can follow. We would get the bulletin ahead of time. We would make our own with pictures and a little checkbox so that he could get through the, um, the church service. And now Charlie was able to participate in his own grandfather's funeral. Wow. Um, he was able to walk across the stage for his own graduation. And, you know, Jordan did that. Yes. It, it, these are really big, big moments. And so we would take him to things that were low pressure so that we could enjoy those high stakes events with him too. That is a really, really great point because I think as parents, we're scared and we're scared to try it, so we put it off. Well, like you said, if if I waited to try something with one of Hudson's biggest moments, I it's it's hard for me to leave in the middle of it. And I'm probably gonna be resentful as you know, you just can't help it. You you want those moments. But if you practice on moments that doesn't matter as much, because it might take years to get there. But if you keep practicing and you know, celebrate that. If you go to anything and you're able to stay two minutes whereas before you couldn't even walk in and sit down that is a success don't look at the 45 minutes you didn't stay because next time you might be able to stay till four minutes and then five with our kids it's all building i think at least most of our kids is that way you've all you've shared before um uh, that you have journal entries of yes. some of the hardest days and they're they're painful to hear about you know i'm glad you did that I have a few of those times too. And I find that sort of like in an IEP meeting, when you, when you review the last IEP and now you're looking at the new IEP, yes. it's very validating for me to look back because I forget yes. you, we have made progress, but you're so busy looking for that next stone to turn over. You yes. forget about the progress. So m making notes and journaling or even photos uh, really helps you acknowledge these accomplishments that you have made yes. as a parent. You've made these things happen for your child. So I uh, wish I needed that. I wish I'd have been better at photos. Like back in the day, first of all, it wasn't on your phone. And so it was just, you took the picture and had to go get them like developed. <laughs> Sounding like a dinosaur <laughs> here. are we? I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> But I also, you didn't want pictures of the hard moments because at the time it, you're living it, it's so painful. You're thinking the last thing I want to do is document this. But I wish now I had for both Jordan and I's sake to look through and be like, seriously, I mean, it was funny. I was talking to a friend the other day and we were talking about how we teach our kids everything. And she was like, you know, think about how you taught Jordan to smile. And I was like, oh, I totally forgot about that. But for pictures, I wanted her to learn how to smile. So I taught her like through selfies. But I wish I'd have been better at documenting through pictures all the moments instead of just the highs. So, right. you know, hopefully 
those younger parents can learn from us. <laughs> right, right. You've got better cameras, better phones. It's easier nowadays. <laughs> Janice, this conversation is so good. I feel like we could go on and on. Let's keep on talking and everyone make sure you tune in again because we're going to keep going on this topic and make it into two episodes because there is just too much good stuff to share in one. Janice, you good with that? I could talk forever. I am good with that. All right. So be sure to tune in for more of Janice and I. If you are not following us on social media, you should be at Summer Shirt Project. You can find us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. You can go to our website at BeKindToEveryone.com. Purchase a shirt. Join us in this movement. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. We know your time is valuable and we appreciate you spending it with us. Word of mouth is the number one way people learn about new podcasts. So we need your help for people to find us. Please, please, please tell everyone you know about our show. To learn more about our story and see our shirts, go to BeKindToEveryone.com. Thanks for listening. Have a good day, you guys.